Today is Mother's Day, and in this time of 2020 and COVID crisis and shelter in place, I can think of no better year to celebrate our moms. And you know why? Because when you say shelter in place, that means the kids, they're not at school. They're not in daycare. They're at home with mom all the time. You know, I have a daughter, Christina, and a wonderful daughter-in-law, Allie, and they are at home all the time with their kids. They're trying to get their life done. They're running their errands. They're taking care of their families. They're trying to homeschool their kids. They're doing daycare and all the rest of their responsibilities all at the same time. And I can imagine they must just put their head on the pillow at night and say, I'm so exhausted. How can I face another day? And yet every morning they get up bleary-eyed and they ask for God's help and they take on the new day and they take care of those kids. And I tip my hat to them and I tip my hat to all of you moms who are doing such a wonderful, remarkable job. Theodore Roosevelt was talking about his mom. Theodore Roosevelt said these words. He says, when it's all said and done, it is the mother and the mother only who is a better citizen than the soldier even who fights for his country. Why is that? The successful mother who does her part in rearing and training are right the boys and girls who are the men and women of the next generation. That mom is of greater use to the community and occupies, if she would only realize it, a more honorable as well as important position than any man in it. President Roosevelt's words are so important. They underscore just how important and significant women and mothers are in all of our lives, right? Will you join me in prayer as we get started today? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day to celebrate mothers and women. Thank you for bringing them into our lives. Thank you for the undying love and grace and sacrifice and discipline that they taught us as we were growing up. Thank you for the Christian women out there who by their own example and faith led us to saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that your blessing would be upon all the women and moms in our church and in our community. Lord, help us now to learn the importance of passing our faith on to the next generation. Lord, help us to see just how significant a mother's influence is. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen, amen. You know, besides President Roosevelt, I want to bring up another president and some words that he said about the importance of mom. Abraham Lincoln had a godly mother. This is what he said. No one is poor who had a godly mother. He went on to say, I remember my mother's prayers and they have followed me. They have clung to me all my life. All that I am, all that I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Man how she influenced a great man for our country at a significant time, Abraham Lincoln. You know, Paul wrote a letter to his protege and ministry leader, Timothy. In fact, Paul was in prison when he wrote the letter, and it was the last letter that we have from the Apostle Paul. And Paul was reflecting on Timothy's life. Paul was looking back and saying, what, was the, what were the significant influences that Timothy had on his life, even before Paul met him. And here's a verse that Paul had that he wrote. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded 
now lives in you also. Wow, Timothy grew up as a godly young man. He was not yet a follower of Christ. He grew up with Jewish mom and a Jewish grandmother, and they led him to fear God and to learn about God and to revere God so that when the Apostle Paul came along, Timothy was ready to embrace faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, we read about that because Paul and Simus, they were on their second missionary journey, and they came to the towns of Lystra and Derbe, and it's very interesting because it says there was a disciple there in Lystra named Timothy. He lived with his family. His mother was Jewish and a believer, and his father was a Greek. His father was not a Christian. His father was not a Jew. So Timothy had to learn faith from his mother and from his grandmother. The believers in Lystra and Iconium spoke well of Timothy. In fact, Timothy was, was revered so highly, he was esteemed so highly by, by the community there and by the society that Paul decided to invite Timothy to join him on his missionary team. So now it was Paul and Silas and Timothy. And when you read uh, the letters to the Thessalonian church, guess what it says? This letter is from Paul and Silas and Timothy. Timothy was probably still a teenager when Paul wrote those words, but he had such a godly influence from his family. You know, I heard a story about a little boy in church, and he was in Sunday school, and the Sunday school was doing a presentation in front of the entire church. And so the boy was standing up there, and he had a line to say. But if you know little kids, and you, maybe you've been there yourself when you were a kid, this little boy panicked, he froze, and he forgot his line. And his mom was sitting in the front row, just in case. She knew that she wanted to help her little boy say the right thing. So she tried to mouth the words to him. But his son either wasn't paying attention or he didn't understand the words that she was saying. And finally, she leaned in and whispered to her son. She said, I am the light of the world. And the boy heard her words and he got a big smile on his face and he stood up, ran rod straight. And with a loud, clear voice, he said, my mom is the light of the world. <laughs> Isn't that great? Go back to what Paul said. He said about Timothy, he said, Your sincere faith, Timothy, first lived in your grandmother Lois, and it first lived in your mother Eunice. Timothy was blessed with what we call family faith, right? Now, when I talk about family faith, I don't just mean that Timothy was a Christian because his mom was a Christian, or his grandmother was a Christian, or his dad was a Christian. No, that's not at all. Because you know what? The truth is, God doesn't have any grandchildren. God only has children. Every single person at some point in your life, you need to make a personal decision as to whether you're going to believe in and trust and follow Jesus Christ. And it is often because of the influence of a godly mother that that decision takes place. It certainly was helped by Timothy. Timothy was doubly blessed. He had not only a godly mother, he had a godly grandmother as well. And that's what I call a double generation reinforcement of the values to bring him to faith. Paul, taught, Paul said this about Timothy. He says, you know, Timothy, you have such an advantage because from infancy, how many of us came to faith in Christ at an older age? How many of us were adults before we bowed our knee to Jesus? 
Sometimes we have regrets in our lives because he said, my life would have been so different if I had just said yes to Jesus and followed him at an earlier age. Timothy had that advantage. Timothy was a godly man from the time he was young. Look what Paul says. He says, from infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. What an advantage Timothy had. What an advantage to have a godly mother like Eunice and a godly grandmother like Lois. Timothy was blessed. So you guys know that Timothy wasn't born knowing the scriptures. He had to learn the scriptures. Timothy, none of us start off knowing, yep, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. None of us know that from the time we come out of the womb. We have to learn that from our parents. In fact, uh, I learned it from my mom. My mom taught me faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I remember a time when I needed discipline in my life. And I don't know about you, but I grew up, I was one of those rebel yellers. I was one of those uh, kids with the attitude of, you know what, rules, they're made to be broken. Uh, authority is made to be challenged. You question everything. And that's my attitude growing up. But my mom was such a stickler for discipline. She was so adamant about respecting authority that that, that passed down to me, that passed into the fibers of my being. I remember one time I was 12 years old. And I was in baseball, and this was in the spring, so we were in Little League. And my baseball team was the Giants. And every Little League team that spring uh, had, a, had this fundraiser. And so all the players on, each, on all the teams, they got a box of chocolates. You remember those fundraising box of chocolates? They don't even taste that good, but they're big. And you go around door to door, and you try to sell them, and you raise money for your team. Well, that's what I was doing. So I, I remember coming home uh, from practice or from the game, and it was a Saturday, it probably was a game. And I, I remember having the box of chocolates and I remember thinking, I gotta get out and hit the streets. I gotta go start knocking on doors so that I can get to the neighbors and beat all my baseball playing friends before they get there because I don't wanna knock on a door and say, hey, I, I'm with the East Fullerton Little League, would you like to support our baseball? Would you like to buy some chocolate? I didn't want them, the neighbors, to say, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry, son. I already bought a, bought, I already bar, bought a bar of chocolate from somebody else. So I was so hungry to get out there and start going door to door. Well, Saturday, Saturday just happened to be chores day in my family, and my mom was really adamant about all of us do our chores, business before pleasure. So she said, "Hey, Jim, uh, I appreciate you want to get out there and sell the chocolate." And that's all great, but first you need to mow the lawn. And I said, mow the lawn? I said, Mom, if I don't get out there now, my friends are going to beat me to the doors and they're not going to sell the chocolate. She says, great, well, you better get a move on. Get out there and mow the lawn as fast as you can so you can go and sell the chocolate. I said, Mom, I don't need to do the lawn first. I need to sell the chocolate first. Well, she was adamant. She said, you need to finish your chores before you go out and sell the chocolate. And I remember I'm just digging in my heels. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to mow the lawn. And we stood there and we stared at each other for a few seconds. And my mom's face went from, from anger to disappointment. And she just I had this disappointed look on her face like, what are you doing? And she didn't say any more words. She just slowly turned around and she walked into the house. And I remember thinking there like, all right. 
I've got my way. I'm going to go out and sell the chocolate. And I grabbed my box of chocolates and I started marching toward the first house along our neighbors in a, at, on our street. And you know what? I didn't get very far. I ended up turning right back around and I put the chocolates down on the front porch and I got out the lawnmower and I went out and I mowed the lawn. Now why did I do that? Because I respected the authority of my mom. She taught me that. She taught me those values. And those values have never left me to this day. Those are wonderful traits that my mom had. So Timothy's mother Eunice and his grandmother Lo Lois, they were godly mothers and grandmothers. You know, as Jewish women, they took very seriously the, the commands of Scripture. Look what it says here in Deuteronomy. Look what it says uh, that that God's people as parents are supposed to do with their own children. It says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, right? Jesus said that was the greatest commandment. So it's right here in Deuteronomy. And he says, these commandments that I give you today, parents, this is where we start. They are to be on your hearts. And then when the commands are on your hearts, then you can impress them to your children. Talk about them with your kids when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. In other words, uh, talking about your faith, passing along the scriptures to your kids, that's something, parents, that happens all the time. It's not just, hey kids, let's get in the car, we're going to church. We can't even do that now. Hey kids, sit down. We're in the living room, we're turning on the TV or we're turning on our computer and we're going to watch our online church service. Those things are great, but you know what? That's just one hour out of the week. What are you doing with your kids the other 167 hours of the week? That's why this command is so important. It says impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Talk about them when you're at your meals. Talk about them when you go to bed at night. Talk about them when you're traveling in the car. I remember Lisa and I, we had some great spiritual conversations with our kids when we were traveling in our car. Some of the most significant moments I can remember were because of those times together in the car. Eunice and Lois trusted God and they followed his commands. They followed those Deuteronomy commands and they passed it on to their son and to their grandson, Timothy. They also passed along uh, the spiritual baton to their kids because this is what God's goal is for families. He wants you to have a saving relationship with Jesus, but he doesn't want it to stop there. Look what it says here. The Lord, he decreed statutes for Jacob, for Jacob, he established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to do what? To teach their children. Why? So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. God always has the long game in mind. It's not just about you. It's about you and your kids. It's about you and your grandkids. It's about passing on the baton of faith to the next generation so they can carry it to their own peers and then to their kids in their next generations. Then they would put their trust in God and they would not forget his deeds, but they would keep his commands. Oh, friends, how important that is. God always has a bigger game plan in mind when he, when, than we do. You know, we say, well, I, I need to have a right relationship with God. I'm gonna put my trust in Jesus. And we think, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. My, my security 
is right in a relationship with God. I'm going to be in heaven when I die. This is wonderful. And God says, you know what? That is great. And I'm really proud of you for making that decision. But you know what? Now that you've made the decision, will you join me on my team? Because I've got a rescue operation for all the rest of the world. And it, guess what? It begins with you and with the people who are closest around you, with your own family members, with your friends, with your coworkers. There, that's how the gospel spreads. It says faith comes by hearing. Timothy heard God's word from Lois and Eunice, from his grandmother and his mother. Where are you hearing God's word from? Friends, our Christian faith, it's not just for ourselves. Parents, I just want to remind you, you know what your number one responsibility, you know what your number one responsibility is before anything else? even as much as putting food on the table and shelter for your kids. It's to teach your kids about Jesus, to lead them to saving faith in Christ. Um, Lisa and I uh, have been married a long time. And when we first got married, we lived in Southern California, the first five, six years of our marriage. But Lisa's family all lived up in Northern California in Sacramento. So we would go uh, from time to time up to Northern California. We'd visit her family a lot of times during Christmas. And I remember going to her church, Arcade Church in Sacramento on Marconi Avenue. And at that church, there was a great godly old pastor. He was old. I mean, he, it seemed like he was ancient to me. I was in my 20s and he was probably in his 60s. But I, I thought, I, I just remember, wow, how old and wise this pastor must be. And Pastor Lee Toms, often he would hold up the Bible and he would say, this is the word of God. This is your spiritual food. And you know what he said that we are to do? I remember it so much, I wrote it down in my Bible. And he said, this is what you're to do. You're to take the Bible and you're to pray it in. You're to read it through. You're to live it out. And that's important, parents, because that's what your kids see. You say this is what you believe, but are you really living it out every day in your life? Not just on Sunday morning, but all during the rest of the week. Pray it in, live it, read it through, live it out, and then pass it on. Oh, friends, how important that is. So as we wrap it up today, moms, we want to applaud you because just like Lois and Eunice and what they passed on to Timothy, we can see your sincere faith. We can see your undying devotion to raise your kids in a godly way. And we applaud you for that. So thank you. But don't forget this. Your number one priority is to take that spiritual baton of faith and pass it along to your own kids. Pass it on to your own grandkids so they can take up that baton and live it out in their generation. Amen? And so today, on Mother's Day, we want to thank you women. We want to thank you moms, people who have been like moms in our lives, for living out your faith in front of us, for your undying love and sacrifice and devotion to raise us up to be the kind of people who would want to honor God with our lives. Thank you for your godly influence, just like Lois and Eunice had on the life of that young man, Timothy, and he went on to be an amazing spiritual leader. You know, it says in Deuteronomy, these commands from God, they are to be upon your hearts, and then you're to impress them upon your children. Well, women and moms and men, how can you pass on something that you don't yet have? Do you have the saving faith in Jesus? Do you realize who Jesus is? That he's the son of God? That he came here to the earth 
to be the Savior that Jesus says that the Son of Man, He didn't come into the world to condemn the world. He came into the world that the world might be saved through Him. So the question is, before you try to teach something to your kids, have you embraced saving faith in Jesus Christ yourself? Have you committed your life to follow Him? He commands all of us. He says, follow me. Give your hearts to me. Give your life to me and I will bless you and I will make you a change agent in this world for good. So let's put our faith in Jesus Christ. And moms, thank you for setting the example for so many of us today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for putting us in our families. That was your sovereign decision to put us in the families that we have. Some of us are so blessed to have godly mothers and women of spiritual influence in our lives. Lord, we know that there are others out there and they may not have had a great relationship with their mothers, but we know and we understand sometimes looking back the limitations that they had in their lives, that the struggles they had in order to raise us. God, please help us to see all the good and wonderful qualities in our moms, all the values they modeled for us and they instilled in us. We honor them especially today. Thank you for the godly examples of Lois and Eunice in the Bible, women who did such an amazing job of raising up this young man, Timothy. Father, help us today to follow their example. Help us to influence our kids and grandkids so that they can know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Bless these wonderful moms who are praying with us right now. Encourage them, remind them that their labors are not in vain and that they really do make a difference in their kids' lives. Help them to share their stories of faith with their own kids because they know that they are passing along a spiritual baton of faith to the next generation. Lord, for all of us, keep us looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, because that's who we want to live for. All these prayers now we lift up to you in the matchless name of Christ our Savior. Amen. Amen. Just want to remind you of some next steps. Um, we, for parents who are looking for parenting resources, especially parents of, of maybe older elementary kids or teenagers, there's a wonderful website. It's called axis.org. Uh, there's also a wonderful uh, ministry that's been around for decades called Focus on the Family. You can see those resources right there. Families, I encourage you to watch the Chosen series. It, it's eight episodes. It's on right now for free. It's awesome. Moms, we love you and we honor you. God bless you on this Mother's Day.